You're listening to The Outfield with Eddie Robinson on Sirius XM OutCube. We are so fortunate to have with us uh, Sports Project Director for the National Center for Lesbian Rights. Her name is Helen Carroll. Helen, thank you so much for being a part of The Outfield once again. It's great to be uh, talking to you again, Eddie. Yes. um, Now, over the recent holidays, and I hope you had a great holiday season, by the way. Um, there had been there had been developments relating to that same sex discrimination lawsuit filed against Pepperdine University involving two former women's basketball players. Helen, could you provide us with like a quick summary of that lawsuit and what led this case uh, to receive like this national attention? Sure. Well, about a year ago, I guess in December 2014, uh, two women athletes. Uh, lost their scholarships at Pepperdine, which of course were uh, was providing them an education. Also, uh, they had been mm-hmm. recruited to Pepperdine from uh, from two different schools in Arizona. Didn't know each other before they went there, and then uh, uh, they met there and, and uh, they fell in love. Uh, their older students, I think they were juniors, yeah, juniors at the time. Uh, so what ended up happening is uh, they alleged that the uh, that the coach and the and the academic advisor uh, really harassed them just uh, horrifically uh, because they thought that they were uh, lesbians on the team and the coach had even uh, made a statement that uh, they wouldn't permit lesbianism mm-hmm. on the team and that that would cause the team to lose. Uh, of course, directing this at uh, uh, at the two women. So um, this was really very stressful. So, so their scholarships were taken away. They had to leave school because they didn't have money. Uh, one of one of the uh, young women uh, actually attempted uh, suicide. She was so depressed, and they just didn't know what to do next. Now, they you know they had really not said to anybody or made it a, a you know a a big spectacle or fact on the team that they were seeing each other. But when uh, when the academic advisor was asking them if they were uh, uh, going out together to celebrate their birthday, were they pushing their beds together? Uh, I mean, just very inappropriate personal kinds of questions. Uh, this is this is uh, one of the reasons why it was so. Um, so difficult for the for the young women to deal with because of this just continual uh, harassment. Uh, so they did find uh, one attorney and filed a lawsuit, and then felt like perhaps that attorney wasn't uh, doing what they needed to have done. So then they did find another really good firm uh, to be able to uh, to file a lawsuit. Uh, due to Title IX and being harassed. And, and the role that NCLR, the National Center for Lesbian Rights, which is a nonprofit legal organization that uh, pro bono kind of represents LGBT people, and in my project, uh, sports personnel or, or athletes that are discriminated against. Really what we did in this was uh, I was able to provide support to the two young women, talking to them quite a bit, uh, okay. making sure that they found good attorneys, uh, just kind of being there for them, even uh, even as recently as a few days ago. You know, I was talking to see how they're doing, and now they're, yeah. you know, they've been accepted to USC, and they'll be able to finish their senior oh. year, and they're very good students. You know, they're almost straight-A students. Um, 
So that's kind of the background of what uh, what happened at Pepperdine. And so where does it stand now, Helen? Where, where do we stand now with this discrimination lawsuit? What roadblocks lie ahead? You know, when do you think we'll even hear or, you know, witness an outcome um, with this lawsuit that they filed? Well, I mean, there, it's taken a year to get to a point where, uh, I mean, certainly Pepperdine was just uh, did an internal investigation, said that there was absolutely no proof to show there was any kind of discrimination, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so they're holding a, a hard line on that, saying absolutely nothing wrong uh, has been done. So they tried to get the lawsuit thrown out, and just in December 2015, um, a judge has ruled that, uh, that that the uh, the women can move forward uh, with their lawsuit mm. uh, due to uh, Title IX and definitely uh, rights to privacy uh, acts. So that was a really fabulous ruling, uh, and really came about because the uh, uh, because the federal government has released some. Uh, ways to interpret Title IX, which certainly includes sexual orientation and dis- uh, gender discrimination. I think what they're saying there under Title IX is really uh, all women athletes uh, get an opportunity to, to participate in a fair and equal way, and that does include uh, lesbians or transgender women. And so with this Title IX, and maybe you can kind of help us shed some light on what this Title IX is, do you think this can potentially bring about future lawsuits? Um, you know, if someone is at an educational institution and and they feel that they've been discriminated against because of who they are as a person, mind you, could they reach out to people like you and find out if whether or not they can actually bring in this Title IX law? Well, the answer to that is absolutely yes. Now, the Title IX uh Education Amendment of 1972 has a main purpose to address sex discrimination in schools, uh, which, like I said, can include discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been, you know, very strong since 1972, and and wow. many women athletes have brought suits to get equal opportunity. Uh, we see it most in the news and athletics, but it sure, certainly has to do with math and science and, and other opportunities for women uh, in schools. So will there be more uh, suits? Yes. I, I mean, there have been many Title IX suits throughout the years, and, and even uh, even some suits based on sexual orientation uh, using, uh, using Title IX combined with other things like privacy rights or, or harassment or or these kind of things. But I do think with what the judge just uh, said uh, and how he ruled, talking specifically about sexual orientation, uh, that that will help other athletes uh, be able to look at that and say, yeah, you know, I, I do get to fight this. Let me let me check in with NCLR. Let me see what's, what's out there. So it's, it's really, it's a wonderful tool, and the interpretation, even by this judge in, in, the, um, December, in December of uh, 2015, uh, is going to really strengthen the protections for these athletes that can be very vulnerable. 
Folks, we're talking with the Sports Project Director for the National Center for Lesbian Rights. Her name is Helen Carroll, 866-305-6887. We're talking about that lawsuit that was uh, that, that was dropped from two uh, lesbian athletes uh, who played for Pepperdine University. And um, we're trying to get some insight on... The developments, recent developments of that case, there was an interesting twist, folks, that developed for this case from a law prohibiting same-sex, same-sex-based discrimination from 1972. Um, and I'm wondering, what's, you know, you mentioned Pepperdine earlier and in, in how they're going through an investigation. How How is their image now? I mean, do you believe that this lawsuit will serve as some sort of um, example for them. I mean, how are school officials responding to all of this? Are they still like in denial that none of this really happened? Well, they're still holding a very, very strict line that they're absolutely innocent. Nothing wrong uh, was done. So I think they're going to hold that throughout. The, or I, I, you know, I'm not sure because we're not exactly do, we're not doing the litigation itself. But at presently, at this moment, they're holding that line. Uh, now, whether down the line there'll be some kind of settlement uh, or not, you know, that's we'll have to wait and see what happens in this year. Now, they could uh, they could really lengthen the, the process by holding this, yeah. you know, hard line. Uh, yeah. But I think that uh, I think that the young women have really, really strong claims now that this judge is, has. Uh, you know, made the the uh, decision that he did in, in uh, December 2015, uh, and I, and I do think that other schools will see this. I think there are two lines of thought here. You've got many of the religious private institutions that will hold a hard line with this, just saying, you know, due to the their religious beliefs uh, that. Uh, homosexuality is a sin you shouldn't be here in the first place and some institutions even have have students sign uh, you know kind of a claim saying that they won't have romantic involvements or this will not happen uh, many that's schools insane. have so I think that set of schools is going to stick with yeah Pepperdine do it this way I think there are another set of religious uh, private institutions uh, and, and public influenced uh, institutions that already have gotten on board with January 2016 saying that, yes, you know, all athletes, all women athletes get to have the opportunity to participate uh, and play in athletics uh, without, you know, just based on their ability, not based on who they are or, uh, you know, the color of their skin or their sexual orientation or their gender identity. They should just get to play for their skill level. so we will see, I think we'll see more cases come up. I mean, I even think of uh, last year, there was a small college, Erskine College in South Carolina, that uh, had two gay men that were playing on the volleyball team, well accepted, doing really, really well. And then the school came out with a, uh, with a statement about uh, how homosexuality, you know, was, was not... Uh, accepted on the campus, and and that really uh, really changed the atmosphere at that school where they had the teammates and the students and the faculty and everybody be totally accepting of these two guys. 
Uh, so they didn't end up with the lawsuit, but, you know, one of them quit the volleyball team and the other one went to King College and, you know, is finishing his career there. So it certainly is, uh, you know, has a big influence on, on the athletes. And sometimes we, we think of these theories here and there. Do we like this? Do we not like this? As large institutions are in the nation. But, but the fact is it it really has an effect on that athlete that is at that school. Uh, sure. And it, you know, any if it's if it's at the extent of being dangerous to the well-being of the student athlete, then NCLR and other legal lords are going to fight for these students, and we're just getting more and more strength and tools to be able to do that. Especially in this era, we're not in the dark ages. You know, we're in an era where everybody should be able to be who they are. Yeah. And before we let you go, perhaps there, and I know you spoke about this the last time you were here, but it's been a while. But again, and I can't stress this enough, and I'm so glad that you are on our show to provide this insight for us. Perhaps there is an athlete, even if they're a man. I mean, I know you're, you know, you're with Absolutely. the Center for uh, Lesbian Rights, but if, if there's no, a closeted we, we work athlete. With, we work with men a lot. Well, if they're a closeted athlete, if they're a closeted coach, even perhaps they may have signed something. You know, what is it that you can tell them right now who's listening and they're concerned, they're wanting to do something about the situation that they're in now, but they don't want to rock any boats just yet because it's their job. And we all know right. how intense it is to right. get any kind of employment, especially as a coach. But what are some advice, what are some points and some things that you can drive home for those listeners who are listening right now? Well, for the coaches that are listening right now, you really want to look around you and see, you know, where is your support system? Who is it uh, within your within the professional environment that you're in? You know, is it other coaches? Are there other people across campus? Is the athletic director, you know, does he will he support you in this? Are you kind of or are you sitting there kind of alone and feeling attacked? If it's that situation. Uh, then really you should get in touch with NCR, with myself in particular, because a lot of what I do is just is just talk and lend support and give ideas and uh, and see what's going on with people. I mean, we don't jump right into suing or litigation or anything like that. We really spend, and I like to spend time knowing the, uh, the person, the coach, the situation, and being able to help that person do what's best for them. Uh, it may be leaving the job and finding another. It may be just forming the support systems uh, where they are because people haven't in their department haven't really thought about it that much. And how can they reach you, Helen? Uh, they can reach me. They can just Google NCLR. Google, That's and they'll the be there. Yeah. Way. yeah, or go right. to uh, www.nclrights.org. Uh, they can find us there. They can Google Helen Perfect. Carroll. C-A-R-R-O-L-L, and I'll be all over the place. So we're pretty easy to find. Well, she's a dynamic speaker, folks, on panels with the NCAA, Nike, the U.S. Tennis Association. She's the sports project director for the National Center for Lesbian Rights. Her name, Helen Carroll. Thank you so much once again for taking the time on a Sunday and being a part of the outfield and shedding this light for us. Always great being on your show. Thank you.